afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. Um, I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you. I will still say Happy New Year and I think I'll continue to say that for the next few days or weeks because depending on if you're the first you know first time visitor or you've not heard me say it before so well so happy new year still very much um, a, a new year and a part of me is still like are we still in 2020s like you know it was so funny the first part of the year went at a normal pace but towards the end of the year it was just like speeding and i'm getting this feeling that 2021 is going to be a very very fast year i you know i just have that feeling i don't know why but i just feel like before we know anything it's going to be march it's going to be april may june you know the next thing is going to be september and you know i don't know whether it's that i'm getting older and the days are running faster or whatever but i think i think the last part of last year just went like vroom, you know it was it was so fast it slowed down as a month but just went really fast towards the end and i almost sort of like feel like this year is going to be that way as well so we're the third day into the new year i hope all is well with you and yours um yeah you know it's still a very very shaky and uncertain time for us i think for the entire world so um like i have said in previous podcasts i think there's just a consistent need to be vigilant spiritually in spirit and soul and in body um, particularly in terms of the pandemic also in terms of the economy and the choices we'll have to make as individuals i think this new year a lot of people have to make a lot of choices businesses are making choices about how they want to you know evolve and reset themselves this year um, households are having, are having to make choices you know long-term plans that have been made about the children about education about income you know people are resetting and changing a lot of things people are exploring their options families are making choices about where they will live you know individuals you know just a lot of change that you know people are having to make because when the landscape and the ground under you is moving you you know you really can stand still as well you have to move as well you have to adjust and i think that's what we're seeing with a lot of what is going on with people and i think um my sense is that this is these are the days when we all really have to or at least if i speak for myself like i always do these are times when i i really have to walk very closely with god and pay attention to what he's saying what i'm hearing and just finding it in my heart to obey and to walk with him because I don't think there is assurance concerning anything you know you can't be sure of anything you know even if you've had a stable source of income or a business or anything one thing I think we've all learned in 2020 is that there are no assurances in this life and I think the only sure and steadfast um, assurance that we have or anchor for our souls is in the Word of God and, 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 and in his spirit so I my honest reflection and counsel as you know this year begins and i and i reflect on 2020 is just to really stay close to god and pay attention to his words both what is written in scripture and the direction that comes through his fellowship with with his holy spirit and to walk in it which brings me to the title for today and it's going to be very short musing as i think most of the musings in this month of january will be except the lord wishes otherwise um it's really musing ourselves and i would encourage everyone please go into the um episodes of last year we recorded 200 episodes last year starting from the 6th of june so there's so much just scroll through the titles and let the lord lead you on you know what you think you should um, listen to i would recommend wisdom for today i would recommend no reward for silence i'll record i'll recommend steadfast without steadfast under trial i would recommend faith 
with patience depending if you're going through stuff you know but just look at the titles the titles will speak to if you see any title that grabs you i try to make the titles as reflective of what this heart of the musing is so any title that speaks to your heart that's a word for you just click on it and open it and let the lord minister to you in jesus name so today's title is um so to the spirit and you know um, i have been going through periods of reflection when i've been telling realizing that um the first thing i need to do about my environment is to make sure that the holy spirit is permeates my spiritual environment so that he's it's it's not it's impossible for oppression for torment and all the evil deceit of the devil to take hold and one way i can do that create an environment that has an atmosphere for the holy spirit and his presence is for me to continue to as a lifestyle guard my heart with all diligence as um, proverbs i believe 428 says and to also um ensure that the joy of the lord is my strength and not let the joy of the lord depart from my heart now these things are easier said than done because every day there are things happening that you know are coming against us coming against me making me think is anyways the information overload even the general tidings you know the bible talks about when jesus was born there were good tidings this day you hardly ever hear good tidings you know you, have, you hardly ever hear good news because good tidings has a way of encouraging you even when you are not you haven't been personally touched with it you know just hearing that assuming you know you just heard something saying oh you know maybe the exchange rate is going to go down or the price of food has gone down even though that does may not affect your immediate situation you know at that time just that good news will, will gladden the heart you know so these days good tidings are few and far between rather evil tidings tidings of sorrow of pain of loss are abounding and just negative ill speaking ill will people wishing ill of one another you know sort of toxicity toxicity you find in certain places particularly on social media sometimes it's just galling i thank god for the people that continue to speak against such evil anyway and and i pray that the lord will make all of us you know um lanterns of light and lamps of light and uh, channels of light in our own spaces so that we can speak up against those who want to make evil speaking the order of the day because that's another trend that we are also seeing in 2020 that has carried itself over to 2021 may we not live in a society where the voices of evil are stronger than the voices of righteousness in jesus name and that in every society and space that we are in that god needs to raise people to speak up for good and what is right and what is pure and what is holy and what is just and what is fair may we find may god be able to rely on us and may he may we find the courage that we need to speak up for him and may we find the words through the wisdom of his counsel and fellowship with him as well in jesus name so this is about sowing to the spirit so my reflection has been that i need to more you know consciously really really protect my heart and you know create an environment in my heart and in my spirit that is conducive for the word of god to grow to germinate so that i can reap thereof and this is just a confirmation and a reflection and a consolidation of that I will recommend um, you to listen to three things because that's where I really talk about this. These were my end year reflections. I, 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 I left with three things and I will continue throughout this year reinforcing and coming back to those three things because I believe that it was those three things that I, that made the difference between the highs and the lows of my year in 2020. And I want to make sure that I remove those lows and by protecting my heart, 
and also making sure that the joy of the lord continues to be my strength so that i create an atmosphere for the holy spirit to be present in my life so that there will be liberty and everything that does not make for liberty is destroyed and is made you know is not available in my life so i would read two scriptures only and end this very shortly today is sunday i so i believe most people would have had some time of fellowship with the lord if you have not well then this is your word for today <laughs> so um Galatians 5.22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Um, I'll stop there because it does talk about more things, but I just want to talk about those first uh, things. It says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith. And for me, love, joy, peace. In fact, even though I know that long-suffering, gentleness, all of that, for me, what I would... Right now, the kind of environment I want to have around me is one of love, joy, and peace, particularly those three but joy and peace particularly you know joy and peace because i've seen that that joy really 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 insulates one from a lot of negativity a lot of evil a lot of things that the enemy would use to want to crush one i i really now understand that the joy of the lord is my strength i didn't it was it almost became a cliche to me before and maybe that's because i never really struggled with that joy i always had it somehow you know i always had that joy and you know so i took it for granted but last year that joy was taken from me several times and i was severely weakened and for the first time in my life i understood what it meant when the scripture says the joy of the lord is my strength because i was severely weakened i was i was so weakened i was so weakened i was so so weakened if it was not for the mercy of god i would have been completely consumed and it was that joy the only thing that was taken was the joy there was no other thing every other thing spiritually was there my relationship with god was there i the gifts of god in my life were still there but the joy was what had been stolen you know what had i had allowed to slip away so that made me realize that that joy the importance of the joy of the lord so and it says that it's the fruit of the spirit so it's almost like the holy spirit is a fulfilling you know they, we, we have to sow the word to to germinate in my heart i have to sow the word in, to germinate in my heart to create an environment that is conducive for the holy spirit and that seed because that seed is also born of god it also carries the life of god it also germinates and reinforces the presence of that holy spirit so the the trinity works best in my life when the seed of word the um, the word of god is is you know can find its home in my heart so it's not just the seed on its own it's the power the life of god and the spirit of god all working together to 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 bring forth that fruit and that fruit is then love joy and peace and and the others as well and there is a scripture that shows how this process works and that's in galatians 6 that's the scripture that has given the title which is so to the spirit so the starting point which is where you know because what one thing i like about god and i think about when you when one reads the scripture in the way it is intended is that you find out that god puts responsibility and accountability on us and that is one way you know the difference between you know false doctrines and what is really the doctrine of christ because false doctrines almost make you feel like you know oh you know destiny is already predetermined you don't have to do anything god in his mercy will just you know do things for you there's no you know the bible doesn't tell us that 
The Bible says, you know, draw near unto God and he will draw near unto me. The Bible says in Romans 10, if you believe and you confess, then you shall be saved. You know, God keeps saying, if you do this, I will. If you do this, even in the Old Testament, that was what he did to them. He said, if you will obey and serve me, you will eat the food good uh, of the land. You know, he kept on, it's about an if. If you, then I will. It's, it's, a, it's a covenant that has is, is participatory. It's not a monologue. It's a dialogue with God. You know, it's a dialogue relationship. It's, a, it's an interactive relationship. There's a give and there's a take. So it's 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 not really. And most of the time, it's initiated by us. God can make Himself present. He can make His word known, but He doesn't come into one's heart or into one's life unless He's invited. So in Galatians chapter six, it says here that um so really what this means is that the choice is ours and jesus this is reinforced several places in the bible where god says behold i said before you life and death um, good and evil but i pray that you will choose life you know that you know you cannot you actually prosper i think that's the scripture that is actually good to read let me just call up that scripture and then let's just read that before we read this final galatians 6 scripture yeah so this was actually in deuteronomy 30 the books of moses and this was where um after the commandment had been delivered to the children of Israel by Moses, he was then saying by his inspiration, God was speaking through him in verse, chapter 30, verse 15, saying, See, I have said before you this day life and good and death and evil, in that I command you this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways, to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, that you may live and multiply, and the Lord your God shall bless you in the land where you go to possess it. But if your hearts should turn away, so that you will not hear, but shall be drawn away and worship other gods and serve them. I denounce unto you this day that you will surely perish, and that you will not prolong your days upon the land, whither thou passest over the Jordan to go into. That you will not, you will not prolong your days. You, they will perish in the in the promised land. It now says, verse 19: I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your seed may live. So this is God, you know, if he, he puts personal accountability upon each person, he says, I have said before you, I have told you the commandments that if you do this, you will have life. If you disobey, this is what will happen to you. Because he said, I have said before you, life and death. And he was talking eternal life, spiritual life as well as spiritual death. In this commandment, you can choose to follow them and obey them so that you can have access to my life and my grace. Or you can choose to be seduced and go after other gods and the other things in this earth. You can choose to ignore my commandments but it says i and you know i appeal to you to choose life so that you and your children will not face spiritual death so the the onus is on us is on me is on you and i to decide the choices that we're going to make so and i think what's a spirit that has crept into the modern church today which probably I think is why maybe the Lord is leading me to talk about this, is that I think in the olden days, they understood that when they strayed away, they had strayed away. What I see happening now is that somehow we have been deceived into believing that we can have it all. And this Galatians 6 is what now connects the commandments of God or the 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 way God God's perspective has shown in that Deuteronomy 30 as well as um, what it means to sow to the spirit like we, 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 we're about to read now. It, it, it connects it to make us understand with, with what has been my observation as to how we are operating in this earth now. So 
Verse 7 says, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man, for whatsoever a man, let me see if I should read it for before that. Uh, okay. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. For he that sows to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that sows to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Now, a lot of people have looked at this scripture and said that used it as sowing and reaping in terms of giving financial things and blessing, you know, in this our transactional approach to Christianity that we normally do. But if we look at verse 8, when Paul says um, by the Spirit, he says, if you sow to your flesh, you of the flesh reap corruption, but that he that sows to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Paul is not talking about um, it, um, physical reward or natural reward in this life. He's talking about the difference between the eternal reward in heaven the eternal reward of life and the eternal reward of spiritual death eternal separation from god that's what he's talking about here so what he's saying is that anybody that reaps that so long as i continue to sow to the in 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 terms of the cares of this life the the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes the deceitfulness of riches if i as long as i continue to invest in getting those things that at the end of the day, I will reap of those things corruption because there is no life in them. The Bible describes it as the things that are in this world. And the Bible says friendship with the world is enmity with God. It says the cares of this life, the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in. That So the more I sow to my flesh, which is against God, the more I will reap corruption. Not just in this life, but in the life to come. But the more I sow to the Spirit, in other words, I'm sowing to the things of God, the Word of God, the Spirit of God, the more I will reap life everlasting, not just in this world, but in the world to come. But he said we should not be deceived, though. We should not be deceived. And that is the deception I think a lot of us are falling guilty of. Because we are sowing to the flesh, we are sowing to the lust of the, we are sowing to the deceitfulness of riches, a lot of our investment, in fact, even when we say we are giving is because of what we want to get in return, is all about materialism. The cares of this life, mean, meaning everything that has to do our, with our life on earth, apart from God. If that is what is preoccupy, um, preoccupying my life, my time, my thinking, it is all part of um, sowing to the flesh, as what is described here. But sowing to the spirit is sowing in, into love, sowing into peace, Sowing into joy, sowing into gentleness, goodness, temperance, all those things listed in Galatians, um, in Galatians 6. So, rather, all those things um, in Galatians 5.22. So, it is, it is quite, you know, clear that... Because if the Bible says sowing to the spirit, if the Bible says that the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, goodness, gentleness, then that means sowing to the spirit cannot be sowing to. It's not. It's not about houses. It's not about money. It's not about lands. It's not about my children's education. It's not about those sort of things. It is about love, agape love. It's about the peace of God. It's about the joy of the Lord. These are spiritual things. They have nothing to do with. You know the tangible material natural things we have on earth 
so the question i would ask myself is that you know really i mean i'm like what what are we doing what are we really doing what are we doing but it's okay i think god will interpret for each and every one of us what it means because i i i think god will help to interpret to all of us what it means to really sow to the spirit in the way in which it is described in genesis 6 so that we can reap life everlasting but the the verse that catches me when it says god is not be not deceived god is not mocked says whatsoever answers that shall he also reap so the goal for all of us is to the only way that i can know that i am sowing to the spirit is if i am reaping the fruits of the spirit if love joy peace is coming out of my life gentleness goodness temperaments as in that is coming through the way so my life is being modeled in such a way that love is driving it joy the love of god you know joy of the holy spirit the peace of god all these things are following me that's the only way i can tell that i have actually sowed to the spirit in such a way that i am now reaping the fruits And I keep mentioning this scripture that talks about the cares of this life, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things entering in, coming in to choke the word and make it unfruitful. That is a quote from the parable of the sower. And that parable of the sower explains to us why people do not reap the word of God, why the word of God is unproductive in the lives of many believers, many people who receive, who hear and receive the word. It's a very, very important parable. I actually believe that the parable of the sower is the most important parable of all the parables that Jesus shared because it shows us how to make the word of God productive in our lives. And it shows us the reasons why the word of God is unfruitful in the lives of many. And it, it, would, have, it would have been, if this was just a nice to have, it would, it would say, okay. But it's this word that will determine whether I will reap you know, I, I will sow to the Spirit. Sowing to the Spirit is actually sowing the Word of God in my heart. That's exactly... So, I cannot reap life everlasting if I am not able to... I never know how to sow the Word of God into my heart. That's the only way. So, Mark chapter 4 verse 19 says, describes that process. It says, the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of riches, and the loss of other things coming in, choke the word and make it unfruitful those are the seeds that were sown among thorns and i think most of us a lot of us i think in the body of christ are caught in that thorns thread i think you know the other one about um you know when the birds of the air come and take away the seed i think that one is more applicable for people who are new converts but for those of us who are you know been around faith circles for a while we're actually believers it is really the thorns the word of god is being choked in our lives and those thorns, of course, we know who is planted it is the enemy. So he will make sure that you are caught up in so much drama. The worries of this life have completely overwhelmed you that they choke the word of God. This is what happened to me last year. The cares of this life. I was so worried. So worried about things going on around me. You know. I was worried. It choked. It choked. Ah, it so choked me. Stifled the joy of as in drove it away. And I've said it in other, you know, I think when I was talking about three things, I've said most believers, you know, some people, they are struggling with the loss of other things, you know, that's for some people. 
some other people they are you know the, the the deceitfulness of riches is what is their issue that one you can also see the people who are caught up in that but for a, there a certain set of people myself included is not any of those two things it's not lost of the flesh we've dealt we have dealt with that to save kind of extent it's not the deceitfulness of riches because we've gone there are experiences that we've had that has made that less we are not as vulnerable some people are more vulnerable than others you know everybody has their own pinpoints you know area that is more whatever but for some of us it's worries of the cares of this life for me that's that's what it was i had to deliver myself and i'm still in that process of deliverance but it chokes the word of god so um this is just to i think remind myself and i will like i said this will be a recurring refrain for myself in 2021 because i must never ever make the same what i went through i mean what I allowed myself to experience in 2020 was, I, I don't want to do that again. Not because, again, not that what what was happening was what nobody has seen before. These are things that are common to men, but it was how I allowed it to affect me. That was, that's the issue. That is what I, I will, I, I am going to guard against, which is why, and like I said, it's my, it's my choice. It's a choice I have to make. I cannot sit and be waiting for God. Oh God, come and have mercy. Stop the energy. Stop the enemy from coming and I begin to pray. No, I have to do my part, which is to protect myself and then trust that the Lord, the Word of God, hide the Word of God in my heart, surround myself with worship, you know, read scriptures like this, confess, declare. When negative thoughts come, I cast them out of my mind. I choose to focus on the things that, you know, what God is saying. I keep my eyes on Jesus. That is me. Because Jesus cannot keep, you know, he can't help me with that. But the best thing that he can do is that as I focus on him, he then he then releases his power and his majesty. You know, he releases his angels and his host to 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 keep the enemy away. He strengthens my faith so that he can you know, rise up to to the occasion. But I have to keep my gaze on him. Even those scriptures that say, "Let the word of God not depart from your mouth and your heart." God is telling me that if you if if you allow it to depart, there's nothing I can do. So I pray the Lord will help all of us in the name of Jesus. This has gone on longer than this podcast has actually gone. This episode has gone longer than I would have intended, but I trust God that is for a reason. I pray that the Lord will teach us how to hide the word of God in our hearts so that we would not sin against God and that most especially we will be insulated from the plan of the enemy and that the light of God will shine in our hearts and in our lives and illuminate not just our own experience drive away every darkness of spirit or soul and body and shine even to the um, lives of others and 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 i think as i'm using on it i think that's why the devil comes to choke the word of god in our hearts and in our lives because if he can dim the light in me then there's no way to shine to other people there's no way there's no way and that was the whole that was the whole agenda to dim the light in me that was the whole agenda so i thank god for not allowing that to happen and i pray that this year 2021 the light of god in my life in your life in our lives will be so bright that it will be blinding and it will bring everyone that comes in contact with this into a divine encounter with the lord jesus christ they will call upon him he will answer he will come into their hearts and in their lives and make them a new creature turn around their situation and cause them to rejoice in him and become life changers, world changers, and also fulfill their purpose and destiny, all to his glory. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Stay lifted, stay blessed, have a wonderful day. God bless you and yours.